1: Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. I hope you guys had a great holiday season. Uh, my wife and I, we, we had a really good Christmas, but it was way too much. We actually, I don't even know how this is possible. We ended up doing five Christmases. We did two on Christmas Eve, two on Christmas Day, and one the day after Christmas. And so... We just decided that's way too much. <laughs> My wife was saying it beforehand. I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, it's going to be okay." Like they're kind of spread out and stuff. I was wrong. She was right, one hundred percent. Way too much. We we are not doing that again. I guess we're just going to have to make some of our family unhappy. Um, but it just it was it was just hard to enjoy it because you were just going from one to the next. You were tired the next day. Um, our poor little baby girl. She didn't know what the heck was going on. Um, so yeah, we. We're going to try to slow down next year and in the future. Um, so, yeah, but that was our Christmas. It was a great time. Um, got to spend a lot of time with family. Got to see a lot of family. Um, saw a couple family members I haven't seen in a few years. So that was really fun. And, yeah, it was just a great time. So very, um, very excited. We're always happy for Christmas, the reason for the season, the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, but man, it's also a little hectic. Like, I, I get that. The, and it, I mean, I'm sure most of you out there know that. I feel like the older you get, the more hectic it is. Because I feel like when you're a kid, it's like, all right, you have your family Christmas, maybe you go to like your grandparents that evening or something, and that's about it. Now that you have a baby, you just feel so much more pressure to go to, like, all the Christmases. So, we did, like, my wife's close family and then her extended family. We did my close family and then our extended family. I don't even know what the fifth one was, <laughs> but we did five. So, so yeah, it was just a very hectic time. But, anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you all had a new year. Uh, hope you guys were responsible. I think this is going to drop on the second, I believe. Uh, first or second, somewhere in there. So, so yeah, happy new year! Um, make 2023 the best year ever. Um, I'm not much of a uh, a New Year's resolution guy. I kind of, me personally, I'm like, if you want to make a change, just make a change. Like you don't have to wait till January 1st. But but if that's your thing, uh, good luck. Um, pick a good one and stick with it. So that's all I got to say about that. Um, man, this week we have a very exciting episode. This is one that I've been wanting to do. For a while, like really, like I think before I even actually started the podcast, and I was just coming up with episode ideas, I actually thought of this idea. It just hasn't really been a good time to do it, um, and I also didn't feel like I had enough experience with it to do it. Um, but but now I feel like I do, especially since uh, I've had my baby this year. Uh, this week, we actually have an amazing special guest. We have my wife, Mackenzie, on the podcast this week. And so we talk about a a lot of stuff, but basically all of it revolves around hunting and family, uh, marriage, kids, how those things go together or don't go together, um, kind of the the process that we've come up with, the things that we do well, the things we don't do well, and we're just going to share kind of our experiences with you know, my my wife being a sometimes hunter, but not hardcore hunter, me being a very big hunter, spending a lot of time outside, um, and just how that works with our family dynamic. And so things, like I said, things we do well, things we don't do well, things I need to improve on. Um, I learned a lot from this episode. I learned things from my wife that uh, we just haven't really had a chance to talk about, I guess, or she's never really expressed, I've never thought of. Um, so I learned things, even though I was the one coming up with the questions and asking the questions and my wife was sitting right next to me. Um, so yeah, so I, I hope this is an episode that you can maybe listen to with your spouse um, or at least just learn from and maybe apply those things to your relationship. Um, you know, whether you're just married, dating, um, kids, no kids, whatever we kind of talk, we, we talk about all of it. So, so again, I was very excited for this episode, been wanting to do it for a long time. And I figured this week during the holidays, you know, it's hard to to get guests, um, and nail people down and schedules and everything. So I thought this would be a, a, a great opportunity for it. And I think it turned out really well. So I hope you guys can learn from this. Um, and yeah, that's what we're talking about this week. So uh, as far as things that have been going on, um, I did a, I went duck hunting the day before Christmas Eve uh, with that crazy Arctic front that came through. Um, so I, I wanted to go Thursday. I was talking to a buddy of mine. Uh, we were going to a local spot, a spot that he has. I, I, you know, I was the guest in this situation. I'd never been to this place Um, and we had been planning to go on Thursday, which I thought was going to be the better day to go. Um, but he invited two other guys and they had to work Thursday, but not Friday. So we decided, or I say we, they decided to go Friday. Um, and I had a feeling it wasn't going to be that great. And turns out I was somewhat correct. Um, I saw on social media, man, I saw just picture after picture of people just hammering the ducks on Thursday, kind of pre-front, like the front was kind of moving in. And then basically the front hit during the day, uh, Thursday. And Friday morning, everything had just been pushed out, basically. I mean, we saw some birds. We killed a couple. Uh, but it definitely wasn't the the massacre that I was hoping for. So, uh, But it was fun to go to a new spot, uh, you know, hang out with my friends, uh, hang out with some buddies, and, and meet some new people. So that was really fun. Um this coming weekend actually about as soon as I get done recording this, uh I'm headed out to the ranch. Um we are taking our small group from church up there this weekend to hang out. I'm going a day or two early to do a little hunting and so I am hoping to get after um either my big 8 point that has been avoiding me or potentially the 2% buck. Um The 2% buck, I still had him on camera after my crazy encounter two weeks ago or whatever. Um, But my brother, uh, during the holidays, he let the cows into different pastures uh, so that they didn't have to feed you know, Christmas Day and stuff. And basically, the two pastures he let the cows into were the two pastures where the 2% buck has been showing up. So I haven't got him on camera in the last several days, basically, since the cows went in there. I'm sure he's still in that area somewhere hiding out. I'm just not super confident that I could get on him. So, so I don't know if I'll be hunting him. Uh, but my big eight point, he's been very, very consistent. Um, uh, but I don't think he's shown up in the last, uh, I think two days ago he came after dark. And then last night, I don't think I got any, actually back that all up a day. I haven't checked the cameras from last night. Uh, so it would have been, uh, two days ago. He came after dark Yesterday, he didn't show up, and I haven't checked today's camera. So all that would say, hopefully he's still around. Um, I don't think any of the neighbors are still hunting. I don't think anybody killed him. Um, he might have just, I don't know, maybe he got bumped by a coyote. Maybe he got bumped by the hog hunters again. Maybe it's just the weather. Who knows? But I'm going to be hunting him. And so hopefully I'm going to get a buck down in the next two days and then this weekend just chill, hang out with the family and friends. Um, I might take some of the guys duck hunting. Most of the guys in our group are not hunters, but a couple of them have shown interest. And so I thought about taking them duck hunting. Um, I don't know if they'll want to hunt or maybe just watch. Uh, We're definitely going to go hog hunting. Um, So yeah, so I am going to to do some hunting this weekend. That's the long and short of it. So, So yeah. That's what I got coming up. I already talked about what the podcast is going to be about. I hope you guys had a great holiday season, like I said, and I think that's all I have for you guys in this intro. So sit back, relax, listen to me and my amazing wife talk about hunting and relationships and children and all that good stuff, and we're going to get into that right after this. There is truly no place like the great outdoors in Oklahoma. When you're out in the wild, you want your wireless devices to work. Unlike other carriers, Bravado Wireless believes that coverage in rural areas is important so that you stay connected. With competitively priced plans and coverage where you need it, the mission of Bravado Wireless is to keep you connected no matter where you are. Visit bravadowireless.com or check them out at one of their retail locations. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. With the season winding down, it's a great time to keep running those trail cameras to collect data for next year. And if you really want to be prepared, you should be uploading those pictures to DeerLab. DeerLab is more than organization. It's real-life usable data. It can help you keep up with individual bucks, their travel routes, and movement patterns to put you in the right place at the right time. I used the historical data from Deer Lab to put a nice buck in front of me this last year that I had been tracking for over three years. Check them out at DeerLab.com, and don't forget to use code OKLAHOMAOUTDOORS for 20% off. We had the guys from Arrowhead Land Company on a while back, and if you listen to that episode, it was pretty obvious the guys are big-time hunters. So if you're looking to buy or sell a piece of hunting property, why not call someone who truly understands what they're looking at? The crew at arrowhead will work hard for you to not only find you the best buyer or seller for your property but also guide you through the entire process while keeping your goals in mind give them a call and let the hard-working agents go to work for you private water fishing is a one-of-a-kind fishing subscription service that gives you access to large private lakes all over the state once you sign up you can see the huge list of private lakes at your disposal and pick the one that works for you. Whether that's one close to home or meant to get you away a little bit, no matter which one you choose, you can be guaranteed to have a great time. These are well-managed and stocked lakes that are all yours for the entire day. Go to privatewaterfishing.com to learn more. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. And today we have the most special of all special guests. Today we are talking to one... Miss Mackenzie Hutzpeth, a.k.a. my wife. How are you doing, Mackenzie?
2: You hear the crowd (laughs) coming in? I'm great. How are you doing, John?
1: I'm doing so good. I'm so happy to have you on. This is your first time on the podcast. Uh, First question, real quick. I have, I believe, 105 episodes out right now. How many of those have you listened to? (laughs) Um, One.
2: That's what I thought.
1: All right, now that we got that out of the way, I just had to embarrass you a little bit. So, <laughs> everybody, this is my wife. Uh, we have a what I think is going to be a really cool episode. I hope it doesn't affect our marriage in any way. But we are going to be talking about family and hunting, and so that's the plan for today. Before we get into that, real quick, Mackenzie, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
2: Um, I am from a small town, um, and I kind of grew up actually around a com- hunting community. Um, I work in student ministry, so I get to hang out with teenage girls and um, teach them by Jesus, and that's super fun and one of my biggest passions in life. Um, and I have a sweet little baby girl, Hal Pal, Hallie Mae, and, um, I won big time because I married John Hudspeth. so right. that's right, yeah.
1: That's right. All right, well, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about a little bit of hunting and family. And so you mentioned you kind of grew up in a hunting community, but you didn't really grow up hunting. Your family didn't really hunt. Why don't you talk a little bit about just kind of your introduction to hunting?
2: Well, um, my introduction into hunting was also my introduction into John. Um, His sister kind of made me the family tag along. She brought me to all their family events. And she knew I'd never been hunting. So one weekend, um, unbeknownst to me, they had a plan all along. But um, they took me to the ranch and stuck me in a deer blind with John for eight hours. Um, We hunted Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. Um, But my my intro uh, we were sitting in a deer blind, and there were metal chairs and naturally I had a watch on that beeped every hour on the hour and I was eating candy and I had a- multiple rings on my fingers. So I was hitting the chairs and making a ton of noise. And, uh, John kind of just kept looking at me. Um, he was really kind about it. And then we got skunked Saturday morning and then we got skunked <laughs> Saturday night. Um, and so then we, we, gave it one more shot, um, Sunday morning and, uh, and we flip flopped and John was sitting over here eating fruit snacks and I kind of started chuckling cause I was like, man, those fruit snacks are kind of loud and it smells real fruity. But you know what? That dough that morning really wanted some grapefruit fruit snacks because it came from behind the blind and came out. Um, and John got a little nervous because a little Bambi came out before the doe, the bigger doe did. And he was like, oh, this is not, this is not going to go well. Um, but we got a bigger doe that came out and, um, John kind of slowly walked me through, um, where to shoot, when to shoot, how to shoot. And, uh, so yeah, shot the doe. She dropped on the spot. Um, I shook like a leaf. Uh, so that was really fun and... This stranger, John Hutsmith, just wrapped me in a bear hug, and so that was my first experience hunting. So it was really fun. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, that's uh, that's actually how we met. Also, um, yeah, my 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 family had been planning it all along, and so, so yeah, she got invited up to to deer camp for Thanksgiving. Um, we ended up hunting together. We fell in love. Now we're happily married for uh, a five month old baby. And here we are now recording a hunting podcast. So so that was your first experience hunting. And you got a doe. You shot it. And uh, so that was awesome. And uh, yeah, I knew right away after that weekend. I was like, she's the one. And so, yeah, really sweet. But uh, So that was your first introduction into hunting. What about, um, kind of turning the tables a little bit, because that's what we're going to talk about. What about your introduction to my hunting? So, Uh, You know, we started hanging out after that, eventually started dating and everything. Uh, At what point were you like, okay, this guy not only hunts, but hunts a lot?
2: Well, uh, to be honest, his family had told me that John hunted. Um, Excuse me. But uh, I really didn't realize it fully probably until I came up for Thanksgiving I mean I had done plenty of Facebook and Instagram stalking at that point and had seen the amount of outdoor pictures and hunting pictures and pictures with dead critters and uh, (laughs) and and so I had a pretty good idea Um, but then I got up to the ranch and I saw all the camo and the hunting gear and all the things, the the bows, the arrows, and I quickly realized that there there was a lot more to this than uh, than met the eye. Like I said, I mean, I grew up with a lot of a lot of the guys, you know, miss school on the opening days, and so like I knew of the hunting, but I didn't know, did not know hunting like this. <laughs> so
1: yeah, and I think um, that year that we started dating, I had already shot. A buck that year, and so I think like kind of the pressure was like I wasn't hunting super hardcore. We had just met; I was very excited about hanging out with you, so I I wasn't hunting as hard as I think I would normally hunt um, when we met. And then the following year, you actually broke up with me for a little bit. Yeah, I did. We're gonna bring that up. Yep. Oh, good. Uh, but like even that, like you broke up with me right before deer season because you knew like you were trying to do me a favor, basically so we were basically broke up for like three months. And then right at the end of deer season, uh, start dating again. And then eventually, you know, we ended up getting married the next year and stuff. So, uh, so when we got married, you had never really seen me in hardcore deer mode. And, uh, we got married the second weekend of October. And so, like, we got married and then you jumped into it head first. So, what was that like? Like, that first year?
2: Wow. Um, so, there was so much just said. Uh, that first year, (coughs) that was a little crazy. Um, you know, I think realizing that when you said, I hunt a lot, that meant, um september 1st through january 15th really uh and and you did you you hunted at least 60 of those days (laughs) um and for me some days it was it was it was a world wake up call for me because you know i i would want to make plans i'm a total extrovert i would stay up till two in the morning playing board games with a stranger you know so I always wanted to make plans and was looking forward to – I'm also a type A planner, so when I'm like, hey, four weeks from now, what are you doing? And he kind of just always chuckled and looked at me, and he's like, I'm hunting. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so um, so it was an adjustment for sure, especially not seeing it before, especially dating long distance and everything in between. So it was kind of a rude, a rude awakening uh, whenever we first got married because I had an idea, but I, I really – didn't have a full idea
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean i i knew things were going to be different being married but i really didn't necessarily want to accept that they were (laughs) going to be different and so i was definitely still trying to hunt as much as possible um yeah and like to me i don't know like I was like, well, I'll still see you when I get home. <laughs> and like at that time, we were living really close to where I hunted, so like it wasn't as big of a deal to me. Again, to you know, run out there for the afternoon, you know, hunt a little while, then come back home. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, after this, but I want to talk a little bit about. So that was kind of our pre baby hunting. Actually, let's talk. Well, I don't know if there's any, anything other to say about pre that was pre baby. I and, will say. Mm-hmm
2: small side note some of you are like you got married in October (laughs) okay let me just tell you um again like I said I married a good one um my birthday is October 15th and so my logic was well and I I love birthdays like they are a big deal to me and so I told John I was like listen Let's just get married October seventh. We'll smush my birthday and our anniversary into one weekend and just make a weekend trip out of it. I'm telling you, this kind man told me he wanted to get married in any other month except October and November, and that naturally, I I begged and pleaded for October. So John was very kind in giving me October because mm-hmm. I realize um, I realize now what I didn't realize then. And that, um, that's kind of, you know, smack dab in the middle of deer season. So, um, so yeah, that was, (laughs) that was my bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, but I also want to give you credit. So Mackenzie is extremely independent and she, you know, she loves her friends, has lots of friends. And so before we had a baby, like it wasn't too big of a deal because like she, like if I was going hunting, she saw that as an opportunity where she got to go hang out with her friends and so um I, like i mean it, it wasn't like i hunted every day like we still we still spent some time together um but like and correct me if i'm wrong but like you didn't mind too awful much i mean you didn't want me to do every day like you still wanted to hang out some but you also saw it as an opportunity where you kind of had some freedom to go hang out with your friends right
2: um i did and i think I don't know, it's so hard because that's such a catch-22. That was a really hard season for me of life in general. Um, and so I think I I was in a place of just wanting to <laughs> be around people, being in a new place, being newly married, and all all the newness of all of that. I think whenever you did go hunting, it was definitely an opportunity to get to go see some friends and – refreshed and um, I'm a coffee date junkie and so I love going and getting to sit with people and just talk and have coffee and so um, so I for sure in those weekends that John had stuff going on I I did I I am very independent and I love people and fun and so I'd go hang out with my, my friends and um, play games or whatever was going on that weekend so
1: and yeah um... I feel like I had a thought there and I just lost it, but, but I definitely, I, I probably was not near as considerate as I should have been. So yeah, I'll, I'll admit that.
2: There was a lot of learning. I mean, let's be honest. First year of marriage, people, let's be honest. mm -hmm. That's just, you're just figuring it out as you go. Yeah. So.
1: And, and you're you're kind of you're a little bit afraid to like speak up for yourself yeah. like if you know if the other person is doing something that you don't like you're still kind of in that newlywed phase of like i don't want to accept them and so i'm just going to go with it and bite my tongue and stuff so
2: at least for us we're, we're not really uh <laughs> we're not very vocally yeah <laughs> in, yep. that, in that department
1: yeah so we were married for oh gosh let's see here so two years with no baby whatsoever we found out we were pregnant last year, like the end of October, I think. Yeah. End of October, early November or something. And so last year was a little different. Um, if anything, you became more okay with me hunting, I think, because you like we both knew when this baby came, like that was going to change things. Yeah. And so last year, I actually hunted more last year than I did any other year before. Because, again, like McKinsey we're both of us, you know, we we're like, all right, things are about to change. McKenzie was like, hey, I want you to enjoy this while you can, pretty much. Um, so last year was awesome, really. Let's talk about post-baby. Let's talk about this year. So this was our first hunting season with a child. Um, really a brand new baby. Um, and I, I think, like, really, I mean, things have even changed since the season started. Just yeah. because she's gotten a little older She's mostly sleeping through the night, although she hasn't been the last four or five nights. Um, but uh, so our baby was born in July. So we got August, September, and then October came around. So when deer season opened, she was less than three months old. Yeah. Um. She was not sleeping through the night. We were still in shift mode. Like Mackenzie would, you know, do one shift one night. I'd take the next night. Uh, We were both sleep deprived. We were both work. McKenzie was back at work. I was obviously still working. And so, man, that was tough. So, um, but I, I, again, we both realized what was coming. And so one thing we did this year that I think was super helpful, and I think we'll probably continue to do, is before hunting season even started, we pulled out the calendar and we wrote down like weekends. Like I wrote down weekends that I really wanted to go. Um, so I put down like the last weekend of October, like that last weekend of muzzleloader season. I was like, Hey, I really want to take a vacation Friday and stay Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I think I put down the first weekend of November cause that's Texas rifle opener. And I go out to Randy's place. Um, so we tried to somewhat plan ahead this year, but I want to hear from your perspective. Cause like from my perspective, it's like, I got to hunt a lot less this year, <laughs> um, but <laughs> she's already laughing. Um, but, like, I realized I still got to hunt quite a bit. And so I want to hear from your perspective because this, I mean, it really was, like, if I went hunting, even if I only stayed one night, um, you know, usually I like to stay two nights. But even if I only stayed one night, which I did several times, you know, I was basically abandoned. Like, you were on your own. You had no help. Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest. I know. Uh, cause like, uh, you know, your mom lives in Pennsylvania. So you, it's not like you could just run over to your mom's talk about how this year was different.
2: Oh man. It's funny that you say that because it does feel like you hunted just as much as you normally do, <laughs> but that's probably because we had a newborn. Um, I'm not going to lie. This, this hunting season's probably been the hardest because those weekends that, John was gone, especially early on. Having to wake up every three hours for two or three nights straight without any relief was not not fun. Um, and so there were definitely a lot more moments that I, I grew a lot more impatient and frustrated and wanted to be like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, even I'd almost get angry at the deer. Like, you know, if he gets skunked, I was like, there are multiple times. I was like, just tag out, would you please just <laughs> sit in the blind? Don't leave until you get all of your deer. <laughs> don't move. Um, and, uh, and so there were definitely moments, I think this hunting season that were more um, testing than others, just because um, having Hal Powell, um, she is a sweet little blessing, but you know, kiddos are fun, but they, they're also really tough. And so, um, so this hunting season has been more of a challenge, even just logistically, because, um, I think just weekends get crazy really quickly. And so having to play, uh, you know, having to take Hallie with me running errands and to events and to showers and to everything in between, it was really exhausting. And then, you know, come Sunday night, we're both exhausted and, Um, So I think this season was a lot more difficult. I will say the calendar, putting dates down ahead of time, I then at least had an expectation. John knows I'm really big on um, communication and planning ahead. And by that, I mean I have like weeks in advance, (laughs) Um, which is not not necessarily the norm. Um, But that is probably one of the more helpful things that have happened this hunting season. That we'll probably do again. I will say to John's credit, you know, he's normally a Friday to Sundayer, um, as much as possible, uh, but there were definitely times he would wait and head up early Saturday morning so he could help me Friday night, um, but yeah, so this one was a lot more tough, just having a little little crying baby.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I could definitely tell that this year was tougher on McKenzie because I think there were... I think there were two different weekends where I I had planned to go and stay two nights at the ranch. And she asked me to come home after the first night. And, like, before baby, like, that was not – like, she – like, again, she was very independent. Uh, She really – you know, she respected my time. Like, she knew that that was something I loved. But I think there was two different times she broke down and asked me to come home. Um, And so I could tell – like Mackenzie doesn't just do like she's (laughs) she doesn't just do that because she's lonely like she only does that if she really needs it and so and that's something I would say to the guys out there like y'all need to listen like both times she asked me to come home I came home because I knew like I I know this sounds weird because it's something that I love but like it really is kind of selfish for me to be away that long when she has a brand new baby that you know she can't do anything with so hold on we got a barking dog we're gonna let in real quick Okay. Sorry about that. Dog's in. Uh, keep going, babe.
2: I just wanted to say that there's been a lot of trial and error to this. I know it kind of sounds like there's so much give and take and compromise and we work together so well <laughs> on this. Um, I just want to say behind the curtains, it has not always been that pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I wanted to kind of just say that in, in my independence, is sometimes to a fault and so that's something we even have to work on still and so it it is a gift but sometimes it's also not and so um so I just kind of wanted to preface that and so I know you know if every, every wife also is coming from a different perspective you know for those that never even grew up around it or you know just have other stuff going on or you know For us, you know, I I mentally, I struggled a lot after we had Hallie. And and so I think there's just a lot of um, varying factors that go into, you know, communication styles and expectations and type A and type B people and all the things. And so um, grace abounds extensively. And so I just wanted to throw that out there because it can be tough being married to someone who hunts all the time. Um, especially when, you know, we've got our own stuff going on, our own battles, our own hobbies, our own loves, our own joys, you know, so it can be rough sometimes too on the, on the flip side. And so, um, yeah, so if there's any wives listening, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're incredible. Um, you're doing great <laughs> moms out there. You're also, you're super humans, you're superheroes, um, <laughs> And uh you're wonderful too. So I just wanted to state um it sounds really wrapped up well because you know we talked about it and we're sharing it on a podcast, mm-hmm. but um there have definitely been some some disagreements, some fights and many tears shed <laughs> over it. So
1: <clears throat> Yeah, I, I I feel like we can't uh I, we need to move on here in just a second, but uh I feel like we need to bring up the elk hunt for just a minute because uh that was a very long trip you know that was definitely more than a weekend um and so to go back so that El kind of you know we booked it before we were even pregnant uh, we booked it in august of 2021 and we didn't get pregnant till october of 2021 and so <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that was one of my first questions uh when i found out she was pregnant uh, you know not like that day but it was one of the first things that came to my mind and i asked her like if i needed to cancel it and of course we were very naive at this point because we hadn't had the baby. We didn't know any better. And, you know, she was very adamant that she wanted me to go. And then we had the baby and we discovered how much sleep you don't get and how stressful it can be and, and, you know, just how much it adds to everything. And so as we were getting closer and closer to that hunt um, and, you know, our baby was not sleeping through the night, we were both exhausted all the time. And I started getting more and more worried. Um, But luckily – the good Lord, uh, you know, he blessed us and our child, I I think it was what, like two weeks or something before I left, she started sleeping through the night, which was a huge blessing because I, I mean, I felt bad leaving already, but I would have felt even worse. And then of course, you know, the whole truck thing happened, all my stuff got stolen. That was just another thing. Like I, I already felt bad about, you know, leaving our baby with Mackenzie. Being gone for eight days, um, and then on top of all that, all my stuff got stolen. I was going to have to spend more money, and for me to go. Um, but I, you know, I, on the podcast I did about it, um, you know, this amazing woman sitting next to me, she she not only um, allowed me to go, but she wanted me to. Like she she was basically going to do anything. She even offered to get some of her friends together and drive me a truck up there, like drive to Denver to give me a truck so I could still go on the hunt. Um, and so, but I want I want to hear your opinion on like, like going on a long hunt like that with I think what, how it would have been four months-ish, somewhere in there at that time. Um, so I just want to hear your mindset from like, you know, you you had seen me be gone for two nights and that struggle. What was it like knowing I was going to be gone for
2: eight? Um, <laughs> it was, I, was a little nervous I'm gonna be really honest um I knew I'd have some family coming in because it was Thanksgiving and um and so I I did still have some help and I I think that was one of the big things is so many people were willing to help um so going in I think knowing that I was going to be tackling nights by myself and errands and going everywhere and both family, both family Thanksgivings. Um, I was a little overwhelmed at first. Um, I will say I, um, I didn't feel like I had the ability to complain, (laughs) (laughs) um, after the whole Kravakal. Um, but yeah, I would say it was, it was a little rough going into it. Um, it's definitely doable, but the planning ahead, knowing where we were going, when we were doing it, how I was going to get help, if I needed help. Um, And me just mentally being prepared was more helpful than anything, I think.
1: Yeah, and again, going back to the give and take thing, like, um, this year in all of November, the entire month of November, I think I deer hunted three days, Um, which is, (laughs) she's looking at me like, but no... Uh I went to I went to Randy's that weekend and I think that's the only time I deer hunted um because I I knew that that elk hunt was going to be That's not true. Yes it is. That is so not. When true. when else did I oh go? Gosh, we're not getting into
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fun time.
1: <laughs> Hang um, on. Uh, so uh basically like I I knew I needed to lay back on the deer hunting a little bit so that, we, you know, I could help her out before the elk hunt. And so I was just trying to do my due diligence to help her out because I knew she was going to be struggling like that. So, all right, that's enough about the elk hunt. <laughs> um, I want to talk about some things and uh, feel free to be completely honest. I want to talk about some things that I do well and some things I don't do well when it comes to the hunting and family thing. So,
2: which do you want first?
1: Uh let's, let's start with the good. What what do I do well? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: um I will say John is very good about giving me a heads up um on like the the calendar thing. Um he knows I'd rather plan something 6 months in advance. Um and so that's the thing that John does do well is if he is going hunting or if he's going hunting somewhere than where he normally does, he's really good at communicating that. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing, communication and planning. Those are, those are two things that John does really well. Um, I also think he does a really good job of inviting us to come. Um, we still have not crossed that bridge yet with Hallie, but he does a really good job of trying to include us, um, I think also he does a really good job of bringing in new people, um, which is really fun to watch. Um, there are people who've never hunted before and get introduced to hunting um, just because John John loves it and he loves people. And so in his kindness, he really loves bringing people to tag along with him. And so I would say those are some things that he does well is he includes his family um, and he plans ahead. And those two things are really, really important to me. Mm-hmm.
1: What about some things I don't do well or could improve
2: on? Um. I think one of the things is. On the weekends that are quote unquote optional hunts, because we don't know what weekend plans hold. Um, I think. I think those are harder for me again. You know, I'm a type a planner. So, um, those weekends that John wants to go hunt and it wasn't really a plan. I think that can be really tough because all of a sudden he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go after work. Is that good with you? And I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. I got her. Um, and so I think that's probably one of the things, um, I also think for me, off season is sometimes harder because even though I know it's necessary for prep and all those things, I'm always like, how long can prep really take? Like, do you really need to go to the ranch again? Like what? Like how many deer feeders have to be filled? Like how often? Like get bigger deer feeders. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And so sometimes off season can be more of a question mark for me than anything because it's funny because i mean he just loves being outside so he doesn't actually even have to be prepping like he just he'd go sit in a tree for the fun of it and just sit there for 12 hours and so i uh i don't fully understand that but um so sometimes i think off season can be a little bit more tough for me Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) that's so funny going back to the the first part uh our minds went completely two different directions because while you were talking about like the planned weekends and everything, I was sitting here like, Oh, I need to make a point to say that like, just because those are the planned weekends doesn't mean you can't hunt more. <laughs> and that's what you just complained about. So, uh, yeah. Cause I, I think at the beginning of the year, I think I put four weekends on the calendar. I think I put opening weekend, the last weekend of October, that weekend in Texas, and y'all, we're
2: looking at two different calendars. I
1: don't remember those are the only I kept saying those are like the hard dates that I like no matter what I, like, oh, I would okay. like to go those gotcha. weekends that's true and then I was saying on top of that like if, you know if we don't have anything that you know I might go more here are more. the extra eight and weekends yes, that's, I was, to yes that's where that's where the uh, the conflict is coming from here so maybe next year I just need to write down about 12 weekends I think and, that be, yeah that'd be good actually. oh well that'd be helpful <laughs> okay um, then it's just an added yeah. bonus if you, you know yeah. if I get to see him more yeah so my next point on here was actually talking about how important communication ahead of time is and I don't know if we need to cover that in its own thing I feel like that's almost all we've talked about is um but yeah I think I think sitting down and like you know not just doing it in a rush but actually sitting down together and, and and doing the opposite too like picking out weekends that you you know, want yeah. for stuff you know like um you know whether it's just like a baby shower that you need to go to that I need to babysit for or whether we have actual plans, you know wedding whatever it is I think it's just as important to put your stuff yeah, on I the calendar, that. Uh, so that way I know not to like get my hopes up to go hunting. Because there's yeah. there was definitely a few times where like I would be like you know Monday or Tuesday would roll around. And it's like oh, like I don't you know maybe this weekend I can go and then find out we had something. So yeah.
2: I will say one of the best things we ever did for our marriage, we did something called reengage. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that they really instilled in us as a tool is over-communicating expectations ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and it sounds cheesy, but Mm -hmm. even in sitting down with those calendars of like, hey, these are the weekends I want to go hunt. This Mm -hmm. is the week-long elk hunt I want to go on. It's like, okay, what are your expectations Mm -hmm. in that? Like, okay, well, I plan on leaving Friday morning at 7 Mm a.m., so I don't plan on seeing you. I do plan on being home by midnight the following Monday. Mm -hmm. You know, just, just... as a time of reference and time Um, and so just expectations, even on weekend hunts, if we all go like, okay, well, what does that mean? Are you going to sit in the blind for, for five hours? Are you going to sit in the blind for three? You know? (laughs) Um, and I know some of you out there are like, what in the crazy heck? (laughs) Um, but that's just, I I really am. I'm a type a Mm -hmm. human being. And so that stuff gives me a lot of freedom and makes me feel a lot better when I have Mm -hmm. black and white expectations.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing that, uh, I don't necessarily do great. Um, one thing that it, it just always throws a, a kink in things when I actually get a deer. Um, I feel like that throws kinks in it sometimes because uh, like, you know, I'm trying to get home to you or we have other plans. And then all of a sudden I get a deer and, you know, I've got to Got to, well, you know, got to track it and then got to take pictures. And like for me now with the podcast, like that's no longer like a five minute thing. That can be an hour long thing, just taking pictures. Um, and then, you know, got to get it and process it and all that stuff. And so, um, you know, there's been times where I've had to make sure to communicate like, hey, like, yes, I, I plan to hunt this evening and come home. But if I get a deer, you know, home could be eight o'clock or home could be one a.m. depending on that. Or you know, if I make maybe if I make a bad shot, I might have to spend the night to look tomorrow or something like that. so. I feel like that's something that I don't do a great job of is just kind of like giving you that heads up of, hey, yes, this is my plan, but that plan could change, which you absolutely hate. <laughs> I know. I don't it. like plans changing, yeah. but I
2: will say I kind of know now that yeah. that's the expectation. So I don't feel like you do that. I don't feel like you do that poorly. Yeah. At this point, like we, that's good. yeah, that's good. All
1: right. We got one more topic here. Um, so I just want to talk about like kind of the, the future. And again, this is almost just a conversation for the two of us, but y'all hopefully can benefit from it. So, um, you know, I don't plan on stopping hunting anytime soon. Um, but as life goes on, you know, we're only getting busier, uh, kids, you know, pretty soon we're going to have kids' sports and stuff like that. And just, you know, things are just only getting more hectic. Um, What what are some things that you think we could do to just kind of help us be prepared for that in the future?
2: I don't know if there is anything we can do to be prepared (laughs) for that Um, until we're in it and running and gunning. Um, Man, I feel like this is something, you know, we're working on, not only with hunting, just life in general is figuring out how do we stop and smell the roses while you know, life is continuing to go. Um, and so I feel like that's something we're still trying to figure out right now, even in this season. Um, and so I think as it goes on, I think the continued communication, the calendars, mm-hmm. um, and, well, and I think it'll also be more fun because we'll be able to incorporate Hallie into mm-hmm. hunting. And so it won't be as big of a deal to bring her with us because she can go in the deer blind with us mm-hmm. and she can, you know, she can, shoot here in a couple years and so I think here pretty quick it'll be fun getting to take you know even when she's a two or three year old you know it Mm -hmm. may not be the quietest hunt in the world but getting to build those memories I think that's going to be one way calendars communication and just getting to actually all hunt together Mm -hmm. um I think it's going to make thing I think just learning to protect blocks of time Mm -hmm. and I think that's something I'm having to preach to myself all the time is Just because there's nothing on the calendar doesn't mean there needs to be something. (laughs) Um, And so I think going ahead and setting those calendar dates to protect that time um, for it to be family time or hunting time or um, do-nothing time. Uh, And so I think those are big things. But that's also me speaking in complete ignorance because I don't have big kids yet and I don't have multiple kids and, you know... Um, for all intents and purposes you know, Hallie isn't walking yet or crawling and so (laughs) um, so she, you know she's mm -hmm. kind of easy in that regard, like we're not having to chase her around all the time Um, so I think off the top of my head, those are the big three things that I would say. But a lot of that, again, is in ignorance because, you know, having not walked through that season yet, I don't know. Some of you probably do know, and you can <laughs> let us know how that how that works well. So,
1: yeah, I can I can think of two off the top of my head. Um, you would think I'd be more prepared with this since I came up with the questions. But um, um, just one thing that I thought of earlier when you were talking about it was like off season weekends. Um, because if you remember like two days ago, you asked me about like an open day in February, and, uh, and I pulled up my phone, and I saw that you had, like, two or three events with the church that I probably need to babysit for. And in my head, I was always like, man, like, I, like, I plan on doing some dozing for bedding areas um, in February, like, getting on the dozer and, you know, doing... I have got
2: a car seat. Just <laughs> take her
1: with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, habitat work, which, you know, is kind of time-sensitive. Like, there's only certain times of the year you can do that, just like there's only certain times of the year you can hunt. So, so maybe we do need to do more off-season planning, which... I never even thought about it till you just yeah, talked about it. I think
2: it's hard cuz in, in my in my world summer and spring are are on season. Mm-hmm. Like that's when we do the most. Um and fall is our slower season and so we have very opposite busy seasons. Mm-hmm. Um and so that that is a challenge for us. Yeah.
1: And then the other thing that uh I we I don't know, we talked about it a month or two ago, um just very quickly, but something that Something that I really struggle with and I feel like it's going to become more of a struggle for you um, is like my out of state hunts uh, and balancing that with my vacation time at work. Um, So like, you know, this coming year, like I have five Iowa points and I really want to go hunt Iowa in 2023. And I've just I've heard from several people that have drawn that tag. and You know, it takes five to six years to get that tag. And they're like, you don't want to short it. Like, you know, you don't want to just take. Friday off work and try to go up there for two or three days and hunt it like it because you know again you've been trying to get this tag for six years and so I'm already like hoping and planning to take a full week off work and do like a long you know like eight day trip well that's half my vacation time if I do that I'm I'm looking at your face right now and yeah it's so uh so Again, you know. Again, it kind of comes back to communication and that planning ahead. But that's something we need to talk about. Like, how many vacation days can I take for an out-of-state hunt every year, and how many do I save for the family? Because, and again, even just talking about, like, I feel so selfish, even though it's what I love doing. And so that's just that's a really, really big thing. We're Um, trying to
2: find ways to compromise, like going on a week-long trip mm -hmm. somewhere, like where you know we can. Been four days hunting, mm-hmm. and then, you know, three days skiing or yeah. something like that, you know.
1: Yeah, and, like, I feel like just kind of our vacation style, we, we very rarely take an entire week vacation. Like, we... Yeah. We would almost rather take like a Thursday, Friday off work and do multiple four day vacations instead of one big vacation. Like, Which is that's...
2: funny because we haven't gone on a vacation in over a year. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> we, it's how we go we, on vacations.
1: That's true. I don't so think we went on one last year, at least a big one. Um, but we have the options. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, all that to say vacation time is a, is a big topic that we need to discuss.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um I would like to share um one of my lovely beginning stories of the hunting world. Um one of the first times I went up to the ranch um, outside of hunting, one of my favorite things we did was drive around the property on the Gator. <laughs> and they were and you know, it was it was springtime. So they were they were talking about going shed hunting and Again, yes, I grew up in a hunting community. I didn't ask a whole lot of questions. I knew they had guns and camo and shot things. Like, that was about the extent of my hunting world. Um, anyway, so we're driving around on the Gator, and they're talking about shed hunting. You know, we're driving around, and I'm like, are there really that many rusted, melt? metal buildings like just laying on the ground i was like all right i guess that sounds fun let's go drive around looking for her
1: fallen she, metal building she's like so this is what y'all do out in the country look for old sheds huh and
2: so we're driving around long enough that i was like guys we haven't seen a single metal building and they're like what are you talking about I was like we're shed hunting and they lost it they broke they lost it um, so apparently, you know, deer shed antlers. <laughs> um, and so I learned very quickly about three months into dating that, uh, deer shed antlers mm-hmm. and you go shed hunting mm-hmm. sometimes yep. and not for metal buildings. Mm-hmm.
1: I will say it's also kind of on the opposite end of that. It's been super fun to watch McKinsey. Um, cause I mean, you, you hunt some, not a ton, but just,
2: I enjoy it though. Yeah.
1: But just from hearing me talk and, you know, the hunting shows that I watch and stuff, it's, it's like her knowledge of hunting surpasses so many people that, that hunt a decent amount. Um, for instance, I think it was, uh, what year was it? 2019 or 2020. It was two years ago when I, I wounded that buck with the muzzle loader and I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. Uh, she actually she came out to help me track because I'm partially colorblind. She tracks better than I do. And you're actually the one that found the blood. Yeah. Um, and then not only that... You were like, isn't there a creek down this hill? And I was like, yeah, there's a little, you know, creek down there at the bottom. And you're like, well, don't deer head to water when they're wounded? And I was like, yes, they do. It's (laughs) just like the amount of knowledge she has gained just from listening to me talk about stuff that she probably doesn't care about half the time is also pretty funny. Obviously,
2: I've listened to one podcast. um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, but I will say like I do. I enjoy hunting now a couple years, you know, two years ago, I guess. I went hunting by myself, um, and it was peaceful and wonderful. And I got my first buck, and so which was really cool. And John was hunting a different spot though, so he told me to wait. And I was like, "Heck no, I'm not waiting." <laughs> what are you talking about? I just shot a deer. (laughs) And so I climbed down the tree stand real fast and I'm over here trying to take selfies with this deer upside down, hanging on a tree. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I enjoy hunting now. I love getting to sit in the blinds. There's something peaceful about getting to sit outside and hear nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a beauty to it. So it's been really fun getting to learn the hunting world and, uh, all the all the different things that come with it we got to go to the iowa deer classic for our vacation our first married <laughs> vacation he took me to iowa
1: <laughs> it was like a weekend <laughs> it wasn't a vacation you love it, it you got to hold a bear cub. i got
2: to i did that was my favorite part of the entire convention i got to hold a grizzly bear mm-hmm. it was amazing yep highly suggest doing that <laughs> all
1: right well uh that's all the questions we had typed out um Mackenzie, any other little pieces of advice or warnings or anything? It can be for the hunter and the couple or the non-hunter. Any any other last little bits?
2: No, I think really just considering each other's joys and hobbies. Like I think um, hunters and non-hunters alike. I think if you get to talk through, like you know, I I love game nights and I love coffee dates and. John loves hunting and being outside. And so I think just getting to understand and getting to learn each other, too. Um, I think that's that would be my biggest thing is just knowing that and getting to do the things that both of you enjoy and finding things you can both do enjoy together and just considering each other's time. I think those are the the big things.
1: I think my last little piece of advice is uh, if you have an outdoorsy person and a not-so-outdoorsy person, look into getting a fish and ski boat. That's <laughs> been one of the best compromises we've done yet. So, All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to do it. Um, thank you, Mackenzie, for coming on. We really appreciate it, and you did amazing.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, folks. Bye you have the right to the best wireless service bravado wireless provides the best mobile wireless high-speed internet latest devices and customer service at prices you feel good about bravado wireless strives to put these values first and offer you the best wireless service available see what they have to offer at bravadowireless.com or one of their retail locations in eastern oklahoma Let Bravado Wireless connect you to your family, friends, and business partners all over the world. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. Looky there, my wife and I recorded an episode together and we're still married. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, like I said at the beginning, it was, it was good for us to do that just for each other. Like I think just the, having that conversation, even though we were recording it, we learned a lot about e- each other. Um, like I said, the big thing for me was that off season work because, uh, you know, to me, that is part of hunting. Like I do a lot of preseason prep. And, uh, and that's just something I kind of count on every year. And it, you know, just during that conversation, it kind of dawned on me that maybe that's something that she doesn't count on. Um, and so that's something we need to communicate more. Um, again, you know, just a few days ago, we were talking about our spring and, and spring is very busy for her with the church. She has a lot of events and, and, uh, you know, just two days ago, I was like, man, like, when am I going to be able to get out to, to do my uh, timber stand improvement and plant my food plots and burn and, you know, all these things. And, you know, I've mentioned turkey season to her, but I don't think I've mentioned a single time, like wanting to get up there for just work weekends, you know, to do prep work. So, so yeah, Communication is key. I think that's the main thing we learned from this episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Again, I hope there was some some useful stuff in there that you could use with your significant other. Um, And yeah, again, just maybe you need to block out an hour of time for you to just sit down and go over all those things and pull out the old calendar, so... So yeah, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Again, I really enjoyed recording it. I hope you guys did too. That's going to do it. I'm trying to get out of here. I got a little bit more work to do. And then I am hoping to be in a tree stand this afternoon. So that's all I got for you guys this week. Have a happy new year. Good luck in 2023. And until next week, I will see you guys right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast.